Hello, I'm Dr. Carol Weisham, and you're listening to ADA Action Center on ReachMD. I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about a couple of topics presented at the 82nd Scientific Sessions of the American Diabetes Association. This meeting is four days packed with new research and educational symposium. There were dozens of talks on topics ranging from nutrition to newer therapeutic recommendations for management of type 1 and type 2 diabetes. There are a couple of highlights that I'd like to cover. First is terzepatide, which was recently approved for treatment of patients with type 2 diabetes by the FDA. It is the first GIP-GLP-1 dual agonist. Now, GLP-1 receptor agonists have been around for about 15 years. We're all familiar with their mode of action with potent reduction in glucose, but also in weight. Additionally, due to their cardiovascular benefits, they've been incorporated into the guidelines for American Diabetes Association, American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists, American Heart Association, and the American College of Cardiology as treatment for patients with diabetes and comorbidities of chronic kidney disease or coronary artery disease. However, what many are unfamiliar with is the other important incretin hormone, GIP. Terzepatide, a molecule that has actions on both the GLP-1 receptor and the GIP-1 receptor, has been studied in five studies called the SURPASS studies. In these studies, this compound has been shown to have a greater impact on glucose lowering compared to two basal insulins, as well as compared to two GIP. LP1 receptor agonists, including dilaglutide 1.5 milligrams and semaglutide 1 milligram. In addition, the reduction in weight also exceeds that that was seen with commonly prescribed GLP-1 receptor agonists. Several sub-analyses of the surpassed studies were reported this meeting. I presented a poster which demonstrated that the safety and efficacy of terzepatide is similar when looking at younger versus older subjects. Now, how this new class of medication will be incorporated into the ADA treatment recommendations is yet to be determined. Much will depend upon the outcomes of the cardiovascular outcome trial called SURPASS-6. Also at this meeting, the results of one of the SURMOUNT studies were presented. These studies are evaluating the safety and efficacy of terzepatide as a treatment for obesity in patients with and without diabetes. The top-line results were recently announced, showing up to 22% weight loss with terzepatide when added to diet and exercise. Of note, terzepatide has not been compared with the higher doses of semaglutide nor dilaglutide that are currently available. Speaking of high-dose GLP-1 receptor agonists, I presented a talk addressing whether or not higher doses of GLP-1 receptor agonists will help address some of the issues related to therapeutic inertia. My argument was that the major barrier to use of GLP-1 receptor agonists are in the initial prescription as well as the patient's persistence with therapy. Much of this has to do with the provider's concerns about availability and cost of these medications, as well as the need for patient education on administration. The patient's concerns have to do not only with cost, but also some of the side effects of nausea. Once patients are on these medications, I find that the potential for additional reduction A1C and weight without additional cost is generally well-received. Well, that's all the time we have for today. For ReachMD, I'm Dr. Carol Weisham. To access this episode's and others in our series, visit reachmd.com slash ADA Action Center, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.